0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for stopping by another full six-pack worthy episode of Posts and Pints. As always, my name is Matt, and I'm going to be doing my best to get us home with all this fresh beer. As always, I am joined by the best team in podcasting, Kyle Dre and Alex Behind the scenes, making sure I'm not going on rants like I'm doing right now. This is episode 41, and guys, if we're talking professional athletes who are the number 41, there is only one. It's Dirk Nowinski, the seven-foot-tall German who knows how to sink threes and make LeBron James cry. Through this episode, we are going to be breaking down some of the biggest games in MLS this past week. We are only a few weeks away. Actually, no, we are one week away from Decision Day. The games are coming thick and fast. And guys, not only that, we have a very special guest joining us today. We have Tim from the Top Bins Talk podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. That interview is going to be absolutely incredible. I can already feel it. I don't even have to worry about it one bit. And I'm just glad Kyle has someone to talk Roma with, to be honest with you.
1: I've never been more excited to find somebody else that likes mediocre things.
0: But guys, we have business to discuss. And by business, it's business in liquid form. And I'm going to start this off with Alex first. I think Alex went last week, but I can't be confirmed. But Alex, what are you enjoying this evening?
1: Water.
2: So I'm actually, and I mean, I, I feel like I can speak for both, both me and Kyle if he wants to chime in here since he made me this drink. Uh, But I am actually drinking a Jack and a Pepsi. Not Coke, but Pepsi. We didn't have Coke. Shout out to Pepsi, bro. It was a thing. We didn't have Coke, and the Jameson was upstairs. So...
1: I just wanted a Jack and Coke. It's been that kind of week, and it's fucking Monday. (laughs)
2: Hey, it's a long... I'll I'll give you a shoulder rub later, buddy. Don't worry about it. It's
0: a long Monday, and I'm going to go down the list that I see on Discord here. And Dre, that means you are next, sir.
3: So... Everyone knows that the whole world has different wine producing regions. We have the l a area we have Argentina and Chile and Australia, and obviously france and so this arkansas. is from one of the i don 't know about all that arkansas wine maybe maybe mad dog or something, but
2: um, mad dog this wine. Is,
3: <laughs> this is some wine that comes from one of uh, the ex soviet union's only wine producing countries in Georgia. and that
1: you have the vodka just say you 're drinking vodka then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually like Georgia makes pretty good wine. You can't make
1: I wine out of potatoes, Dre.
3: So this <laughs> is... <calls> no, <laughs> excuse the pronunciation, because the Georgian language, you can break your tongue just speaking it, but I believe this wine is pronounced Kwankachara, and it's a semi-sweet red wine. It's delicious. It's just going
1: to break your fucking tongue pronouncing it. You just make up words on the spot, don't you? <laughs>
2: Same with the yeah, soccer team. Yeah, like Capatavia. K- can, can you like, fact you, fa- you Googled it? It's not actually a fucking soccer team. Dude. Can, can you fact check me? I
1: don't know. I would fact G- check you, but I don't have any of those letters on my keyboard.
0: <laughs> and Kyle, what are you partaking in this evening, sir?
1: Um, same as Alex. I'm drinking a Jack and Coke. A, because fuck yeah, Motorhead. And B, because it's fucking Monday and I already want to die.
0: Fuck yeah motorhead. That's what I want to take away. Before we talk one thing of soccer, that's all I want to take away from this episode is fuck yeah, motorhead.
2: Motorhead.
1: That's the title.
0: The yice of spades. Right. The yice spades. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: forget don't forget Lemmy writing uh Ozzy's love song to his wife.
0: Oof. There were rumors that his blood could cure cancer. He was just so selfish
1: now. I'm pretty sure if somebody would have received his blood in a blood transfusion, they would have died within five minutes.
3: From, like, <laughs> alcohol
1: poisoning? Immediately.
3: And One of and my favorite my- memories when I was in L.A. was getting to drink at the same bar, the Rainbow Bar, where Lemmy would was hang out, so that was, that was fun.
1: I went to the same place. It's the first thing I had to do.
3: Rest same. in peace. Rest in peace.
0: What I am drinking this evening in, me and the missus took a trip down to Bedminster, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, Bedminster, what a name. So you were
3: going to Trump's golf course? I didn't figure you were a golfer.
0: Funny enough. Well, one, I do play golf. You all just don't know. That's number one. Number two, yeah, that was- I always knew you
3: were a Trumper.
0: Funny thing enough, I was actually looking up for things to do after we were done at this one place. And literally the only thing that they advertise in Bedminster is Trump's golf course. And I'm just sitting here like, no, I'm going to go home.
1: Better use of your (laughs) time.
0: Burnt Mills Cider. And money. Yeah, well, Burnt Mills Cider Company. uh, They make completely, like, organic, hard ciders and stuff like that and they like actually use a lot of like turmeric and ginger and it was honestly it's an absolutely awesome place if you're you know they do a whole outdoor thing it's really really nice a lot of fire pits guys who listen to this podcast take your significant other there it's a good time trust me
1: or go alone Matt's not judging your life
0: no no not at all you drink a lot i
3: can go drink alone (laughs) thank i was waiting for your permission (laughs)
0: <laughs> so guys that's at least the beer discussion of this podcast i think we're going to do more alcohol discussing in the near future but we'll save that for a different time boys and girls we had some big news around the mls uh we're going to go with the negative then the positive and then to the negative the negative is going to be all the positive cases of covid between lafc san jose kansas city and minnesota who all had games this previous week canceled due to spikes in covid cases the lafc versus san jose game was postponed and will hopefully be rescheduled to a later date the kansas city versus minnesota the game though has been completely canceled as the mls has now gone to a points per game system before going into the playoffs Speaking of the playoffs, boys and girls, there's a lot of teams that have clinched their ticket. They've gotten that golden ticket from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and no Augustus Gloop. There's no fudge lake to get drowned in. That's right. That kid died. I don't care what fairy tale you're living in. That kid died in that chocolate.
1: One girl turned into a blueberry. If she didn't die, I'd be shocked. There's no coming back from that.
0: They shrunk a kid. They shrunk a kid down to a A teeny tiny TV size.
1: Willy Wonka's a fucking sociopath. There's OSHA violations everywhere. (laughs) He kidnapped a group of small people and just forced them to do things.
0: Come with me and you'll see a world of OSHA violations. Wow. He went there. I did. I did. In the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia Union, Toronto FC, the Columbus Crew, Orlando City, NYCFC, Nashville. Yes, that's right, boys and girls. The new kids in town made it to the playoffs. Red Bull, New York for the 11th straight season. And New England is the newest team to get into the playoffs. Two spots remain open as we only have a game or two left in the season. Now to the West, Seattle for a 12th straight year will be in the playoffs, followed by Kansas City, Portland, Minnesota, LAFC, and Dallas. And as well, there are two spots remaining. Those decision day games are going to be definite must-see TV. Now, unfortunately, with teams clinching the playoffs, there are teams that are now mathematically out. Cincinnati, Houston, and RSL, thank you for playing. It was fun. Have a great we'll off season. See you season.
3: next year.
0: Do we really want to see Cincinnati next year? No, now we're not getting into
3: that. No, I'm sorry. No, we do. That was like our one legit win this year in the oh. beginning of the season.
0: Now, guys, we've talked the good, the bad, the ugly, and what we are drinking. Now, before we get to all that beautiful MLS action, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, we have a wonderful interview with our very good friend, Tim Camaraj from Top Ben's Talk. Guys, that interview is going to start right now. Okay, guys. Now for our very special guest, a very good friend of mine and a very good friend of the podcast. You can actually catch him on his podcast. Top Bins Talk, one of my personal favorites. They discuss everything all across the world, everything soccer-related, all the way down to training, strategy, tactics, also down to the latest boot fashion, which for me, who knows nothing about it, is definitely something you want to know. Post and Pints would like to welcome Tim Camarage to
4: the show. Tim, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure as always. Big fan of the podcast and can't wait to dive in. Perfect.
1: as we are a big fan of yours
4: <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was about to say before we start
0: if you guys if you want to hand out your socials, so everyone knows where they can find you
4: oh yeah absolutely so i'm always available on twitter at footy you know big presence in the roma community but uh, i say big presence i think i have like maybe 300 followers so i'm very uh, not <laughs> humble as a person i guess I you I have
1: more followers than there are people that are hopeful about Roma.
4: So. <laughs> oh man, I'm hopping off now. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> you can also catch me obviously on Topend's Talk. If you're looking for us on Instagram, we're just at Topins Talk. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at Topins Talk underscore. I am always looking, you know, for new questions, and new people to subscribe, and you know, that's where you could find me.
0: Awesome. That is awesome. But like Kyle and myself said, give them a listen. You will not regret it. It is top stuff. Cheesy Appreciate dad it. jokes. Cheesy dad jokes. <laughs> cheesy dad if you jokes. if you listen to Top Bin's talk, Tim oh, is yeah. full of them. And
1: cheesy dad jokes are the best part of anything.
0: I mean,
4: you you're gonna love to podcast, hang out. Yeah. That's, that's all it
2: sounds like.
1: <laughs> Kyle is a book of Walking
2: dad jokes.
4: Oh, I'm I'm Chief Gill. If Marson was on the show with me, Marson's my co-host. For anybody listening that hasn't given the chance to uh, to listen to our podcast. All Marson does is call me out on the bad jokes, and rightfully so, because if he doesn't keep me in check, uh, our podcast will just flow out of proportion. I would just be awful. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is wonderful. Alex, you are actually gonna <coughs> start our questions to say. So Alex, go yes, ahead. Sir.
2: So let's get let's get right into this. So, Tim, with your long history of playing and being involved in soccer, what made you want to start coaching?
4: Yeah, sure. So for those who don't know who I am, which would be most people considering I'm not famous, um, anybody who doesn't know who I am.
1: Anybody who isn't (laughs) watching him in the bathroom at (laughs) night. Uh,
4: So, yeah, I did play in college. I had a couple, uh, you know, a couple semi pro pro tryouts uh, just didn't really work out for me. But I always had a passion for the game. I always, you know, just I have noticed stateside specifically. It was just kind of a sport people enrolled their kids in when they were younger and that really wasn't what it was for me. I'm a first generation American, and my family's really big into the sport um so when it came down to coaching, for me, it was less about you know it was less about kind of having a gig and doing you know doing anything football related but uh, soccer related but at the same time, it was more more so sharing the passion that I had for the sport with a younger generation because there was just so much that it gives back to you that the idea of giving it to, you know, to a kid and just saying, Hey, this isn't just something that you're going to do. You know, when you're a little kid trying out sports, this is something that you can get into. There's a fan base, there's, you know, a family into it. So definitely for the passion, definitely for spreading it all around for it. That is perfect.
0: And I'm telling you right now, I've, uh, I've had the wonderful opportunity of playing with Tim and <laughs> Tim, I'm telling you right now, did he
1: make you he... look like Aaron long?
3: He does make me look like Aaron Long. Ouch.
1: Not good, Aaron Long.
3: Well, no, on. Oh, better he joke. He just better walks joke. off the pitch and he has like a mullet somehow. So, better joke.
1: No, sorry. <laughs> better he's Tim right Parker. Here. Matt's just adjusting his right headband here. and not paying attention to what's going on.
0: Tim makes me look, at least defensively, Tim makes me look <laughs> like the Portland Timbers are always in the 90th minute.
1: Oh geez! Wow, I don't felt know. that. That sucks, oh,
0: man. All, all, all vibe, all vibes, no defense. Now, Kyle, you were sharing some. You were you were sharing some banter with Tim, and I feel there is an Italian themed question coming.
1: So I don't know if I've actually talked about it in forty one episodes or not. I, I know we did once, but it got cut because we're dumb and our eyes are bigger than our accounts i am a supporter of as roma unfortunately why or fortunately depending on your (laughs) view (laughs)
2: there you go
1: um so with you being a fellow roma supporter as i can tell by that wonderful thing behind you oh that
4: little thing no big deal
1: (laughs) um how are you feeling this year with as roma how did you become an as roma supporter and what are you thinking of the new ownership so far
4: Okay, so uh just to kind of take those in in stride, uh you know, how I'm feeling about this year so far. Uh, first of all, aside from the fact that we decided that, you know, Diawara was uh, you know, 22 years old and not 23 years old for anybody who isn't on the up and up about that, Roma got a draw on the first point or on the first game of the season. Uh and as it turned out, they completely botched his registration. He's a midfielder for the club and uh because of that, it cost us all three points. I should say it costs us an additional point. But anyways, point being is that that was a pretty rough start to the season. And uh, that, that didn't give me a whole lot of confidence. But what did give me a lot of confidence was that the ownership actually came out and took, uh, I guess, ownership of it. And they said, you know, this is something that's unacceptable and we're a big club and this shouldn't be happening to us. and We shouldn't be dropping points because of this. And that was something that the previous owner really wasn't doing. So for me, that gave me a little bit of confidence. And then after that, you know, we picked up Pedro for you know, on a free, I believe, uh, you know, from formerly of Chelsea. Obviously, we retained Zeco's services, which I thought was massive. And of course, we had Mikatarian who his deal was a little weird with Arsenal. I think it was either that we got him on a free or Arsenal agreed to mutually terminate part of his contract. But the point
1: is that I think it was the right had, move. I I don't know what Arsenal would have gained from actually keeping yeah. him.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah. So uh, you should tell Manchester United that with the whole Chris Smalling saga. Uh, yeah, way to drag
1: it on for more money, Matt, Cy. Si. Yeah. Yes, yes,
0: yes, because it's my fault. I want everyone to know in the <laughs> soccer world, Ed Woodward calls me and asks me <laughs> if the deal should be done or not.
3: Yeah. So, so so you're saying it's your fault Pogba still on your team Pogba,
4: it's
0: my fault Pogba's still here it's my fault Jaden Sancho's not in the building it's my fault Erling Holland wasn't bought for 30 million dollars yeah oh, the, all on me all on me my personal email wow
1: you're shitty
4: <laughs> well look I before I go any further with Roma you know I, and I catch some flack on this uh you know multiple times anytime I talk about it but uh I could talk for days about Pogba and most of it would not be negative. And I gotta just throw that out there right now. But um, you know, aside from that, going back to the first question, you know, it, it's I have hope. It's not, I don't think we're gonna be making any scudetto challenges. I really just think that realistically we could push for the fourth place spot this year. I think it's realistic, and I think Fonseca is getting his opportunity to get that team to gel. A lot of people aren't realizing for a coach who very seldom use the back three system when he was at Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, You you know, he's gotten the team to go into a real, you know, consistent system and he's not been given a lot to work with, but what he's got, he's made work excellent, which is why when Allegri was being linked at the beginning of the season, I just couldn't fathom why, because it just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, So I'm glad to see both Fonseca and Zeko still at the club. To answer the question about how I became a Roma fan, uh, it was actually kind of a crapshoot because my, like I said, I was first generation here. My mom's not actually Italian, but my mom was actually born on the way to America. Funny little story. I don't know if people who are listening to this are aware. Most countries do what's called green card green card lotteries, and a green card lottery is essentially, you know, you it's a you know a shot in the dark that you get a visa to the U.S. or rather you get a a green card to the U.S. And you have a certain time limit that you can get to the US. And if you don't get to the US within that time limit, they say, tough luck, we're going to give it to somebody else. So my grandparents ended up getting that, uh, winning that green card lottery for that, uh, for that green card. And my grandmother was pregnant at the time. They take a flight over to the US. They had a connecting flight at Rome. My grandmothers uh, had my mom at Rome. So uh, you know, very cool birth certificate compared to mine from the Bronx. That was on like, you know, 90s <laughs> copyright paper or, you know. Better uh, than my boring
1: piece green piece of paper from New Brunswick.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, something interesting about gold on a piece of paper. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> um, so basically, I was either going to be a Roma fan or a Lazio fan. And that's the way that it boiled down. You made me. the right choice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. too. So, uh, at the time that I was deciding... Uh, Obviously, Totti was still was still absolutely displaying magic, legendary wizardry that he has in his career. But there was actually another and I don't have his jersey up, ironically, but Daniele De Rossi, uh, his grit and his passion for the club was just infectious for anybody that saw him on the field. And I was I was not an exception to that rule. I just I saw his passion for it and just club of legends. So that's what, you know, what drew me in to be a Roma fan for that reason. And then the last question, how do I feel about the new ownership is, you know, I think they've done a, you know, for somebody who's bought a club during the pandemic, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, They've been at most of the games. They've got a presence. They're being vocal in the media after the deal has been done. You know, I was a little weary because uh, for those who don't know, uh, they do not have any history in football. So, and, and in soccer, I mean, soccer, you know, they don't have any history in it. So for them to buy a club just on kind of what seemed like a win, it was a little weird, um, but I think they've made the right moves. Uh, they let a couple people go that I think should have been let go internally at the club. And I'm just kind of curious where they'll go first. So it's, it's shades of optimism, which is very hard for a Rome fan.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a few responses. The first one, okay. I'll, get, I'll get the one where I'm dead serious out of the way. If okay. the green card lottery is the thing that let Dre into the country, we should just do away with it. <laughs> it's just maybe not a good know. idea.
0: It's fun, yo. Know, it's funny enough. My, oh, oh my, it was, it was my mother's parents from Greece who were a part of that lottery. So, <laughs> <really>
1: <laughs> number funny. two, boy, I feel like I know you're big on Twitter with AS Roma. If you scroll through Roma Twitter, people are not that confident, and people are kind of getting mad over yeah. everything, like the potential Jekyll move. I honestly think that the ownership, maybe I'm like the minority, but I think that the ownership has done a really good job of cutting the dead weight where you're spending too much money, the stupid transfers that have been endless for Roma. And I think they're like, we're in a good spot to move forward.
4: Yeah. A lot of people that are being negative on Twitter, you know, like to romanticize the idea of if it's not working, bring something else in. And just because you bring something else in and in the game doesn't mean that that's also going to work out, you know? And that's what a lot of people forget is that look at what Inter did. Inter bought in, Brought in Conte and Conte. Interbought in Manchester
1: United. You can, let's just say it.
4: <laughs> but Conte, is he's a, a guy's been a serial winner throughout his career. He made Italy into a presence in the last, I believe, what was it? The last year was when he had giacarini playing like out of his skin. It made no sense. Um, you know, you take a guy like that and you put him in that club and you expect them to succeed. I thought they were going to win last year and they didn't because, you know, just because you bring something new in, which... You know, who did he take out? Of course, he took out Luciano Spoletti, who was, you know, one of the bigger names in Italian and, you know, in Italian soccer. But uh, the point that I'm making here is that a lot of fans, not just for Roma, I would say anybody that's listening right now knows the sect of people that romanticize that if we just bring somebody else in, they're <coughs> going to make all the problems go away. And like you just said, the problems are not all on the pitch. The problems are financially stricken as a club over stupid moves that we've made for players who just have under-delivered for us. And I'm very, you know, I I think what they've done so far has been in a good way. I guess is the way that I would throw it out
1: there. We can move on now. We can tune in next week for uh, me, Matt, and Tim talking about AS Roma and taking shots and crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
0: get my special vodka for that. (laughs) There you go. Dre, you have a very interesting question for Tim.
3: Yes, I do. So for those of you who haven't listened to Topins talk already, you guys might not know that Tim and uh, Mars and his co-hosts are very big on boots and boot culture and all that kind of stuff. Something that I don't know very much about. So my question to you is kind of how did you get into boot culture, soccer boot culture, and what are some of your like favorite personal boots and, and why?
4: Okay, so getting into boot culture... Uh, actually kind of funny, uh, small, funny story, a little sad story, but my first, uh, my first pair of cleats were a pair of hand-me-down cleats, uh, from my uncle who played all the time and they were a pair of Tiempo's and they were a size, like a full size and a half too big for me. Like I could have fit my whole fist in the front of the shoe and still had room to wiggle my toes. Like it was, uh, it was, it was nice of him to give them to me, but, uh, definitely not what I, what I needed. Uh, And then you know I was always working from a very young age, so I went out and I bought my own pair of boots. And you know the first time I bought my own pair of boots, I was like, "Oh, these are great! Like they actually fit me. I feel comfortable in them. Like this is I feel better. I play better, kind of thing." And that kind of is what got me into that. Was uh, I didn't really I didn't have a ton of money as a kid. So when I got older and I had the opportunity to actually buy my own top quality boots, I wanted to because I was playing at a higher level, and I I was so excited about it, and I was. That was part of it. It was kind of a little uh little little mindset thing for me where I was saying, you know, oh, okay, if I'm gonna play at a high level, I need a high level boot. And that was what like that I needed that, you know. And yeah.
3: it uh It sounds like it's a goal that you were like working towards kind of. So that's good.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's something that I was I was, you know, I don't get me wrong, I was not in the way of like an Andre Siniesta where his dad had to work like three different jobs to get him a pair of boots. Like I was not in that <laughs> like tax bracket. Don't get me wrong, like I'm not trying to pretend like I was <laughs> you know, a rags to ridges kind of thing. But um, definitely as far as boots go, it was just something that, yeah, you're right. I was kind of working towards and I wanted to get, I wanted to look good on the pitch, feel good on the pitch. And so that kind of leads me to answer your next question, which is after I got to a certain level of playing, I realized that the boots really don't make you as a player. You have to have the skill set and put the effort in. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as far as, you know, information, one of my favorite boots right now, Actually, and I, I grabbed the pair just to, you know, just to show to you guys real quick. I do have a pair here of uh, super flies. So I am a big super fly fan right now. And uh big Very reason nice. is uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, sole plate. I think it's like aggressive reactive. For those who are thinking about buying expensive boots, um, just know that you're going to be a victim of marketing uh, because <laughs> I, and I'll actually ask you guys, because you probably remember this. Uh back in I think it was like the 2012, uh what was that, the 2012 Euros, uh where mm-hmm. uh Nike started releasing cleats and they said, Oh, you're gonna have the Mercurial for speed if you're a fast player. Yeah, you're gonna have the Tampo for control, yep. and the Magistry boot is for uh, you know, or rather, you know, the magistry boot is for like if you're a midfielder and they like kind of typecasted cleats in that, right? And that, that was like their thing. They were like, oh, well, if, you, if you're if you this, you play you wear this. If you're this, you wear this. If you're this, you wear this. Genius marketing, right? Because now if you're a kid, if you're like a 13, 14-year-old kid, and you don't know anything about cleats, and you walk into a store, the first thing that goes in your head is, I play forward, so I need to wear a pair of mercurials, right? Meanwhile, Steven Jovetic was ripping up, you know, God knows how many defenses, wearing Tiempo's for his whole career. You know, the point that I'm making here is that, If there's one takeaway that I have from it is, yes, I do like the Mercurials because I like, you know, I like a little bit more of a flashy cleat. I like a little more speed out of them. But it's all what you like, you know, and that's what uh, I think that's what the takeaway should be for any younger listeners. You know, don't be a victim to marketing. Try every boot out that you want to try out. And you might find that uh, actually I have them here. These are Puma King, uh, sorry, Puma King Pros. They're the takedown model of the Puma King Platinum. These are a better boot than the top end one. It doesn't, you know, don't be a victim of marketing. You know, these are more comfortable, better on the ball. You know, tr- uh, try it out and see what you like. Yeah,
3: that's, that's a very interesting uh, take on it for sure. You know, definitely. I, I feel like everyone's been a victim of of marketing at, at one point or another. And and the one like uh, example that comes to mind to me is, I think I'm remembering the correct player, but doesn't Tony Cruz play in the same boots <laughs> he's had for like 15 years? Like every game he plays for Real Madrid, he wears 10, 15 year old boots. And, you know, they're torn up, they're old, they're raggedy, but... That's what he likes. That's what works for him, and you know it. It works for him.
4: Yeah, and for any younger players that are listening right now, Tony Cruz also cleans his own boots. And if you don't clean your boots and you don't take care of your boots, you don't deserve them. You have to take care of your stuff as you're a player, and that's something that I, you know, instill in my young players because it's a little bit of responsibility. <laughs> Don't show up to game day with dirty boots for my team. <laughs>
0: hey, it's a good motto to have. So, Tim, I'm going to end the questions, but I actually have two rounds of questions for you. The first one Go is now me. I've been someone, I know you, I know Marson from our years of playing soccer together. So when you guys came up with a podcast, I was like, I got to be all about this. Being a listener since day one of your podcast, what is one of your best memories on your podcast? Or, you know, what may have been one of your favorite guests you might have had?
4: All right. So favorite memory of uh podcast has definitely got to be, I think it was one of the last general discussion episodes. And the reason I say this memory isn't tied to a specific episode that we just did is because I believe it was the last general discussion one. I listened through it in its entirety. I I listen to all our episodes because, you know, that's, it's like reviewing tape, right? Like, it's something you got to do. Exactly what I say. (laughs) So I listened to the entire thing. And I'm just like, man, we totally killed that. Like, we nailed it. Like, that was awesome. And my favorite memory is that I went back and I listened to our first episode after listening to that one. And I was like, whoa, we came, like, so far, you know? Our first episode was trash. What were we doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, it only took us 40 episodes to get it right.
4: <laughs>
0: I, I was just about to say, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't even want to listen to some of our first, like, we have a couple episodes where we, like, mm-hmm. started an interview, and it just turned into, like, a drunken mess for three hours, <laughs> and then we're just, like, now we're, like, staying around an hour, and we're just, like, oh, my God, we sound a lifetime. Business. Well, I
1: don't know what you expect yeah. when you let Alex drink bottles of Jameson all night, and then... Ask questions. Um,
2: the fault, that
1: was, it was in my contract. I was just doing what I was told. You let him put that in his contract? Wow. What a mistake. You guys
3: have contracts?
1: You guys have ups? You're
4: getting paid? <laughs> so also, uh, favorite guest is really hard because most of the guests that we've had on, uh, ranging from uh, Andrew, who's a boot reviewer, uh, to Jay, who lives in Singapore, who's uh, you know awesome, just all boot culture guy. Uh do we even had Yvonne from, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the brand live, Bre- live, breathe football, uh, but uh, they actually have some pretty heavy ties to the MLS and, and, you know, and the fact that they started in the, in the Philly area. Uh, but, you know, we had so many favorite, like, you know, so many guests, like I, I genuinely, I racked my brain on this one. I couldn't pick a favorite guest if I tried, because these guys just all brought something cool and dynamic to our show. So, you know, it, and there are always people that we're shouting out when it comes to any of the episodes that we do because they're, they, that's the point of our, you know, I know the point of your guys' podcast is MLS and you guys do an excellent job of it. The point of our co- podcast is really just like football culture in general. You know what I mean? Like that's like the whole thing that, that we want to encapsulate is that, you know, it's evolved to so much more than being on the field. It's, it's cleat culture, it's streetwear culture, it's all this cool stuff. And, you know, if you just take a look, like you'll find so many interesting people in it. So I I'm sorry, man, I racked my brain. I really couldn't come up with one specific person that I, I love that up a lot.
0: Hey, hey, that is the safe answer. And this <laughs> podcast, we're all about safe answers. <laughs> but like he said, you don't need to be someone who needs to know everything about football the culture you don't need to be mad marson and tim talk about is what is one of the many things that keeps me coming back to listening to them they're doing an absolutely incredible job please go check them out so again this overall they're two great guys appreciate but tim i'm gonna steal something from you oh, okay. i did not i did not send this to you because i wanted this to be a surprise as you do with your guests at the end okay. of their episodes all right. <laughs> Tim, Tim, we're going to do some rapid
4: fire questions. Oh, I'm so excited for this. You have no idea <laughs> that just made my day. Oh my gosh. All right, let's do this. You're
0: you're so used to dishing it. I want to see let's see you take it now. <laughs> go for it. So here we go. Favorite position on the field. Center mid. Your least favorite position on the field. Oh, center back. <laughs> Your favorite number. Ooh, 22. Your current favorite player?
4: Oh, you stumped me here. Uh, yeah. uh, Frankie D. Young.
0: There you go. Your favorite all-time player. This one will be easy. Oh, Daniele De Rossi. There you go. As you ask everyone, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, I do ask everyone. Uh, I would have to go Messi. There you go. You're going to upset Marson on that answer. That's I think, okay. But- yes. <laughs> now, being a jersey guy... Okay. We have to ask everyone from the Great State of New Jersey these questions and this will determine okay. you better
2: think it. about your answer.
0: <laughs> Pork roll or a Taylor ham? Oh my
4: gosh. I'm going to I'm going to just squash this. I don't want to hear any other answers for this, okay? Pork roll is the product, Taylor ham is a brand. That's
0: True. it.
1: Nails so it again.
0: Tim is allowed to come on as a podcast. He watches
1: Serie A. He's not a Juventus fan. He calls it pork (laughs) roll. It doesn't get better.
0: And last but not least, the biggest myth of them all does central New Jersey
4: exist? (laughs) I knew that's what you were going to (laughs) say. As soon as you said myth, I was like, there we go central new jersey exists all right Yay, That's it. there, go. there you go. is no way i'm not like the south jersey folks and i don't live in hoboken so i, I have to have something
1: there are no there are no correct <laughs> answers know. with that question except for that one that was that,
4: that, was, that, that was
0: it's almost like you were reading off weird. of a script that was perfect we're just, take I wish that, I was. we're just gonna take that we're just gonna take that we're gonna put it on a t-shirt and we're just gonna sell it tim thank you so much for coming on Post and Pints. Before I send you off, one more time, let everyone know where they can find you.
4: Absolutely. And uh, so you can always find me at Footy Coogee on Twitter. Uh, so realize I didn't spell it out the last time, and that's not exactly an easy handle to grab. So just, you know, F-O-O-T-Y-K-U-J-I. And we're always on Twitter as well for Top Talk, at Toppins Talk underscore. And we're on Instagram at Toppins Talk. We're always happy to tack on new listeners. And thank you again for having me on. Couldn't say enough how much of a fan I am of what you guys do and hope you keep up the great work.
0: Man, I'm blushing over thank here, you. man. Come on. <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't bring tissues with me. You
4: know.
0: <sighs> Tim, thank you once again for coming on Post and Pints. We, we appreciate you so much for coming on. We appreciate the work you and Morrison do, educating people in what needs to be educated in the soccer world. More collabs to come. You're officially a good friend of the pod. You are definitely <laughs> coming you. back on on a future episode. And like I said, Tim, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to the back end of our post and pints episode. Hopefully you enjoyed that wonderful interview we had with Tim. Kyle has a new best friend and he's trying a way to find out how to tell Alex that he's number two on his power rankings. But that's going to be a conversation for after.
1: I'm actually trying to figure out which one of the three of you I have to kill to turn this into a Roma podcast and just have him on instead. I well, appreciate more
3: really too much. Are you dog? thinking of a way to are you thinking a way to break the news to Matt that you're leaving this to join Toppins talk?
1: No, if I'm leaving this, it's to do more of sit on the couch and drink.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? We all gotta make choices. But no, that interview was absolutely awesome. Tim is such an awesome guy. Like we said before during the interview, please go check out their stuff. We genuinely mean it. We're not showboating we're not trying to just blow smoke up your ass top Ben's talk is got to be one of my favorite soccer podcasts for not only stuff going on the field but everything off of it as well please go check them out give them love they give us endless love we want to give it right back those guys are awesome
1: Speaking of least favorite podcasts, maybe we should start talking about least favorite games ever
0: speaking of least favorite games ever Two teams from New York decided to take a trip and play on a
3: baseball stadium.
0: Dre, you want to lead us into this one?
3: Me? I I don't know anything about baseball. You want me to talk about baseball? Um, I don't know, I don't know baseball all, things.
0: All I know is apparently there's this thing they stretch in the seventh inning and something about like four balls and I like walk.
3: There's popcorn. I don't know. Crackerjacks. So anyway. Speaking of Cracker Jacks, we did have a Hudson River Derby game, one that honestly, I wish I can forget. But before we talk about in depth on that, all I got to say is the highlight of this game for me is Tim Parker dropping his headband a bunch of times and having to go look for it because that kind of describes his Uh game in a nutshell.
0: Is that the highlight? NYCFC popped off, and your response is Tim Parker couldn't. His headband fell over his eyes, and he just walked around the no, field.
3: No, <laughs> fell fell on the ground. Anyway,
1: for that, a couple you know, seconds, he was as blind wish, as wish, he looks on the field.
3: Now, I wish I could. I wish I could forget the score, uh, Kyle. Do, do, do you, do you want to let us know what actually happened so I don't have to say it?
1: Absolutely. I'm gonna leave this off. Let's let's just give some background here. This game puts City at five zero and one at home against Red Bull New York, proving that only the Yankees can play baseball. I guess.
0: You can you stop? First of all, we <laughs> haven't even said it out loud. The final score was five two, and you know, let's take our fandom to the side for a second and just. I
1: was that. about to, if you'd let Go me finish.
0: Ahead. Go Go ahead.
1: This marks the first blowout for City since the rivalry started, proving that while Red Bull Arena might be a place of despair for them, they own this rivalry at, when they play at home. We saw a bunch of highlights in this game. We saw Castellanos with the hat trick and the assist, but my personal favorite moment of the game was uh, Alexander Ring from damn near center field.
0: I'm telling you right now, dude, this city team is and I I called it. The other week when we have Andy on, it it don't, it's only going to take one or two pieces for this NYCFC team to be clicking on all cylinders and this uh, unfortunately they decided to take it out on the Boys in Red. I want to just quickly dive into Red Bull and this is like this can't be as good as it gets. Like I really look at a team like this. Yeah, the last few weeks it's been getting good. Like a lot of Red Bull fans were coming into this game with a very high hopes because we've been on a good streak. We've been getting late goals, our strikers are scoring. And and then we play a good team. And I feel like this is exactly what happens when the Red Bull play good teams down the stretch and uh, what is it? I I I keep saying it, but am I wrong? It's 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 just vibes, no game plan.
1: I mean basically especially when an entire city side finds the uh the form that they wish they would have had when Maxi Morales was still out.
0: But like and you know what yeah. it's exactly like you said though dude Maxi Morales Maxi Morales was finding those spaces and he was able to just do whatever he wanted. But yeah, it's a it's a the,
3: This, this for- was the NY This was the NYCFC team that like, if you guys listen to episodes one, two, three, or like the beginning ones, that I was worried about NYCFC being good. This, this is, is the, the team, team we thought we'd that see. That I was worried about. And keep in mind, they still don't have a bear back. It bears still out until next season. So that was that. And to talk about the Red Bull side of things, uh, I mean, yeah, the fan base from our side has been getting a little bit hyped up because we did have a couple late winners in the last couple of games. Caden Clark showed up and has been doing Caden Clark things, even though he's kind of been hasn't had any goals in the last couple of games but he kind of injected that new new energy into the team so he gave the fan base a reason to you know to be passionate but then you have to really dig a little bit deeper than that and find out that hey Gerhard Streuber's our coach but he hasn't like shown up to actually start coaching the team yet it's still on Bradley Carnell and we're still dealing with the fallout from Chris Armas I've said this to all you guys before but I'll say it on, on air here and that is This team right now is just experimenting. We're playing every possible player we can in whatever position we can play them in so that when Gerhard Struber shows up and decides to start picking his starting 11, his lineups, his formations, he'll have all these last 10 games to look at.
1: Which is exactly what you should be doing. You know what I mean? Right. I think no matter how the season turns out, if the Red Bulls crash and burn in the first round or if they go near all the way, whatever happens... Carnell deserves high praise for what he's done this season since he took over. Um, He should definitely, in my opinion, be considered for the assistant coach job, like the direct assistant coach job under Gerhard Struver. Some people might be angry about, you know, we're sitting on an international spot. You played like shit against City, blah, 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 blah. You didn't start this guy. You didn't start that guy. You're sitting on an international spot with a bunch of money saved in the last two years with a new coach waiting in the wings. It's the perfect spot you want to put him in. You want to let him build his team and not force this crap down his throat.
3: I'm just happy he's going to have a large body of information with which to make his decision because you've had all the players play out there. You even bench Kaku for a couple of games and let Velo and Rajakowski and Stroud play. So like He's going to have the full option.
1: I just hope he figures out a way to make the back, back four not look like four Helen Kellers is ending in a row.
0: And you guys are exactly... Right, that NYCFC beatdown. That was a Brooklyn-style, I'm sorry, a Bronx-style beatdown for the boys in blue. But now we're off to another Eastern Conference heavy-hitting game. What could be a preview for the Eastern Conference Final. Columbus seems to be the kryptonite to Philly's superhuman season, in my opinion. For the third straight time, the crew... The yellow submarine team seems to be blowing holes in Philly's ship. I'm going to start this off with you, Kyle. You were the only one from our group who chose Columbus in this game. You've been choosing Columbus all year. What happened in this 2-1 victory?
1: Well, one of the biggest things that happened in this 2-1 victory is Philly ordered fucking room service.
0: Oh, that's a good joke. Isn't uh, it, though? That's a good fucking joke. That's a dad joke which is all That's a great dad joke and a great soccer joke. Now can you explain that to those who didn't watch the game?
1: <laughs> so Columbus's goalie, one Mr. Room, could have let this game get away. Instead, he denied two of the most dangerous people on Philly's offense in Shabilko and Elliot to keep the crew on top 2-1 in a game where you saw You saw Kristen Namath come in in his third game played in a crew uniform. Just put the absolute pause on Philly's shield celebration. Uh, Luis Diaz just played him an absolute perfect ball to the back post. You couldn't ask for any better. I can go on and on about Columbus, to be honest with you, but even as a guy that's praised Columbus for so long, I do have to ask... Does this game go different if Andre Blake makes the start? Bendik has been clearly struggled in his first start, and should we be worried about the severity of Blake's head injury? Because if it's going to be any longer, are you worried?
0: And you're 100% correct. A little sneak peek into my team of the season, Andre Blake slots right into my goalie position, and I'm telling you right now, if Philadelphia Union don't have basically a sure thing between the posts uh it really those are a massive red flags going into the playoffs and you know it, they even think going into this supporter shield run with only a game or two left now dre paint me a brighter picture for philly because it, it can't all be doom and gloom right
3: it's not all doom and gloom this is this is the natural course of a football season, you know, hopefully what this game serves, and I, I think it will serve for Philadelphia, is a reminder not to get complacent, not to to kind of just ride along and coast and in cruise control. Sometimes you're going to have to put the car in manual and, and, and figure something out and do it instead of just trying to cruise to a victory. Um, especially with a team like Columbus, you know, they, they are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, and while Philly, um, for a large part of the season, was head and shoulders above them, Um, Columbus is knocking on the door and Philly can't forget that. Hey, it's not over till it's over. And I think this game will serve as that reminder. Philly didn't look horrible in the game. Jabilko had some nice opportunities. And I think if they learn from this game and move on, I think they're definitely a shoo-in for the shield and, and probably I think we could see them in the Eastern conference final. That that's that. I don't think that's, that would be unfair to say.
0: And it's, Exactly like you said. If this is our preview for the Eastern Conference Final, can we just like fast forward there now?
1: I mean, we got a first half of absolute back and forth playoff caliber soccer from this game. If they play again, I'm fucking in.
0: I love it. I'm just, I'm, I'm all about. I love it that you're already starting to see teams with that playoff. Like you see some of like a game like this, and you've been seeing it now over the past few weeks with teams fighting for their playoff life. These are the games. Well, first of all, I'm going to a, a little argument for everyone. No. The MLS, This, even though in a COVID year, this has to be one of the better MLS seasons I've seen. There's at least four bangers a week. Certain players are playing off of their head. COVID, no COVID. This has been a very good year.
3: I absolutely agree. I mean, I... This, this has definitely been a great year as an as a MLS fan. Like, there's no... Fans in the stands, but the games are goddamn entertaining. You, you really can't deny that.
1: I mean, the games are entertaining, but I would argue from a certain standpoint that I, I'm not going to go into the whole Shield thing. It's been a shitstorm. I don't really want comments on it. Your opinions on whether or not the Shield should be awarded is one thing or another. I'm just going to preface with that before I say this. You have a lot of games getting canceled, not being made up. You're going by points per game. It only means so much. I mean, I'm really glad that the soccer has been entertaining and we've seen as good of a year as we have, but like at the end of the day, it only means so much. So we just heard about the Columbus crew doing bad things to Philadelphia this time at Mafray Stadium. So now we move on to Toronto FC able to capitalize on. Billy's bad luck with an absolute thriller against a struggling Inter Miami to claw their way back into supporter Shield contention. Was it a great game, or did somebody get robbed? I
3: mean, I think. Oh, go go ahead, go, go, Dre. Go. Go, no, g- g- okay, no. I'll take this one. Go ahead, Dre. I think that in this game, Akanola just shined. I mean, he had that beautiful goal. He's on a streak right now. He's had three goals in five games. He is just doing hot on a Toronto team that in general, up until a couple weeks ago, you know, was also a contender for a potential shield and could be in the conversation for one of the better teams in the East. So um they definitely showed that in this game. And like I said, Akinola, he gets the shot for this game because he got it done for him. Blaze Matuidi did have a cool goal for uh for Inter, so good for them. But at the end of the day couldn't get it done. Plus he had that Kigueen right in the right right into the uh the post. Sorry, bud.
0: I don't want to tell you you're wrong,
3: but here we
1: go,
0: but like a wise man on Twitter once said, Fabrizio Romano, this one's for you. Here we go. Miami was fucking robbed. Don't give me this goddamn bullshit about how Toronto deserved three points. Toronto barely deserved to get off the bus in this game. Toronto here, was out here. Toronto, no, you're going to let me finish. Toronto was I outplayed will. for all 90 minutes. Miami deserved not one point. They deserved all three points in this game. They played, they were the better team from top to bottom. Outside of a beautiful goal from Anelka, you are 100% correct. I'm very happy to see Matuidi get on the score sheet for the first time in his MLS career. But this is absolutely heartbreaking for a Miami team that could have seen their way into the playoffs with a win here. And now they have to go all the way down to decision day against Cincinnati. And I'm not taking anything away from Cincinnati, but they should win that game. But overall, I, I just they just couldn't finish on the chances that they were given. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. You are 100% correct that Higuain goal what should have been a goal. I Oh, he missed it. And if that went in, it would have just been beautiful. But what a heartbreaking way to decide a game if you're an MLS ref. I've been pretty good on the MLS refs this year, but that has to be one of the weaker PK calls I've seen. His back is to goal. He's getting boxed out. He goes down on first touch, makes it seem like he got shot in the back, and the ref gives the foul and doesn't check anything.
3: Here here here's my point on that. Is a soft foul still not a foul? And if it's in the box, you get you, you can't not call that.
0: Oh Dre, we've a watched enough oh foul. Dre, we've watched enough soccer between the two of us to know that the refs don't call soft fouls in the box. You know that. And in the eighty-third minute of a one-one game. You have the audacity to pull the trigger on a penalty. I'm not like, again,
1: especially I'm coming not, from I a do league do where you do constantly do see people manhandled in the box and just I was nothing. To
0: say, I've dude. Do, I you did, think,
3: do you think it would survive VAR review? If it was VAR review? do, you think it would survive? That? No,
0: no, no, I don't. No, I do not because he went down on his back was the goal. It was a very weak touch in the back. He, he was going nowhere. He was surrounded by defenders. He went down because he just screw it. Let me see if I can get a penalty here. And gosh darn it, he fucking put his ticket into the lottery machine and he fucking cashed out.
1: Are we talking about that same what? lottery that got Dre here?
0: Ugh. Hey, that lottery got me here, technically, just on a, like, a longer, like, pain wow. effect. But
1: what a shit. Wow, it's like fucking almost system. like everyone's
3: an immigrant in this country.
4: No.
0: But no, but you know what's really encouraging with this game is. Miami looks hungry. You're watching this game and you watch it for the full 90 and you look at this Miami team. They're not just relying on Higuain and Matweedy. This team is actually hungry to want to do things. And it would break my heart to not see them in the playoffs because, in my opinion, with this late push that they've done, they deserve a spot. But overall, this is extremely encouraging for David Beckham and the rest of Miami. This is a game that shows that you know what miami's gonna be in it for the future and honestly love to see it because you see teams like nashville and miami expansion teams coming in and causing trouble like this a lot better than teams like cincinnati i hate to keep bringing up cincinnati but how bad does cincinnati feel right now that like all the new expansion teams in the mls are doing good things and you're still last place
1: almost like they're still fielding a USL roster with barely any changes to it. Weird. All
0: right, guys. We are good for the MLS action this week. Uh, Definitely going to be covering a lot more over the next week. Our next episode, we are going to be discussing, and hopefully with another guest, I believe I have something lined up, but I might not be telling you people. We are going to have our playoff preview episode. So by the next time you hear us, Decision Day will have already happened. And we will be discussing every playoff game and breaking down who we think is going to win, who we think is going to go home. And I think some team of the season talk might be in order. So that's all going to be on our next episode. So be ready for that. But as always, we finish with a few fun little things, things that keep us going, not all soccer related. Boys and girls, we are at the ep- part of the episode with what is pissing you off. And I'm gonna, I'm going to tap on the top of my screen. Uh Alejandro, I see you up there. How are things behind the scenes?
1: Things are going well. Can I take a guess about what your segment's going to be about? Cuz I feel like I might have been there for it. Go for it. Does it have to do with a certain trip in the rain to a certain yeah, location? So,
2: what fucking happened was, let me tell you. No, nothing, nothing too crazy. This weekend, I was supposed to go on a uh, a little fishing trip with the boys, and I bought this brand new surf, surf reel. And we we you know we drove about an hour and a half out. We were going night fishing from like twelve to like four o'clock in the morning. We got to where we needed to get. Walked about 30, 40 minutes to the place, and about the third cast out, my brand new reel broke. And yeah, so I I basically admitted defeat that night, but luckily, slash unluckily, everyone else in my party also had rod and reel problems. So about an hour in, we decided to say, fuck this, go home, and we uh, got drunk until about four o'clock in the morning. But long story short, always buy protection plans. Always, well, first of all, like, I, always so, buy protection
0: plans. So I know Dre and myself used to work at a retail store where we had to wear blue polos. That's going to be the extent of that. When we tell you to buy the damn protection plan, we're not making money off of it. Just buy it <laughs> so that you don't come really in a week later and go, Hey, it broke. What can I do? Well, you could buy another one because you didn't get a protection plan.
2: Yeah. So I learned. No, I, luckily they're very cool. They let me return what I had to return. I I got a new one, but still was like, what the fuck. <laughs> and
0: what's we shall thing? be going down the list, Mister Dre over there. What is uh what's annoying you this week?
3: What's annoying me this week? I mean, it's a whole whole host of things, but uh, without without getting too too political, I. We're we're that we're we're, we're going to have some riots in the next couple of days, regardless of which side wins, man. There's going to be some uh, some chaos in the streets, so be ready for it and stay safe because literally, regardless of who the hell Civil wins the election, there's going to there's going to be some chaos. So try to remain calm and wait till wait till every vote is counted because they all matter.
0: See, I, I just think of times Thanks. like this, and I think of Jackie Moon from. Tropic Thunder? No, not Tropic Thunder. Semi-Pro, that's the name of the movie. Everybody love everybody. Everybody (laughs) love everybody, damn it. Don't make me come back there. Kyle, (laughs) what is agitating the back of your skull today?
1: The main thing that's pissing me off is I can't wait to probably get sick this week and everybody think I have COVID and I have to explain off that I don't have COVID and all that shit because, you know, let's just start off Monday at fucking 40 degrees and then end at 70 on Saturday. I can't wait to be outside and sick during that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they've, they've made it very clear. Like, when I have to travel from account to account, I basically live off radio and it's like everyone is just like the people who are not going to be able to go to work because they have like the sniffles or seasonal allergies and stuff like that people are just going to automatically jump to worst case scenario and that's going to just be an absolute shit storm
1: almost as big of a shit storm as tomorrow
0: we record on mondays and apparently tomorrow i'm supposed to be voting for someone what's pissing me off and um drake can you in the background Twenty twenty. Me, 20. Yo, stop.
2: I just Shut listened up. to that Joe Rogan episode. Don't Kanye even do that.
1: Don't even Guy do that. Kanye 2020. People. I'll kill you.
2: I just Write listened to that Joe Rogan I'm completely episode. Really fucking kidding. But yeah, dude, Joe Rogan. I, that was such a shit show of an episode.
0: Dude, like, I think it's the first time ever Joe Rogan only talked like 10% of the whole podcast.
3: Like Joe yeah. Rogan. No, he couldn't could, get a single word in. Do you know what the best part was? Kanye West doesn't talk. He has symphonies
0: oh yes
3: everything that is so
0: so dre i'm gonna need you to do a solid this is still recording don't stop anything but now as i'm talking i want you to put like christmas bell music behind what i'm saying like in the background thank you i appreciate that um so you might as well call me grinch unpopular opinion Just because Halloween is over does not mean you could start putting up your Christmas shit, boys and girls. That's right. This is another Christmas rant. You must let the turkey digest in your stomach before you even hint about putting up the goddamn tree. And the fact that I'm already hearing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas on November (laughs) 1st, okay? You know what all I want for Christmas?
1: Yeah, I I shouldn't want to... I shouldn't want to murder Mariah Carey before fucking November 2nd even starts.
0: I shouldn't even be hearing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas until like December 10th. Two weeks. You get two weeks of shoving Christmas down my throat.
1: I'm a bigger Grinch than you. I'd say the 24th. You get two days. Christmas Eve and Christmas. Otherwise, don't fucking bother me.
2: Can we just say that it's been long enough that this song's been in existence? Can some fucking famous person? Because we know we have a lot of famous people that listen to our podcast. Because one of you guys just make a new Christmas song. Please.
1: I think see, see, I think Guar exactly is going to be the next no big one. Christmas Carol.
0: See, you think that Kanye? No Kanye,
2: one. I know you're listening, my boy. Write us a new ch- Christmas
3: jingle. He's Come on. too
0: busy running for president in 2024. Nah,
3: he says he's definitely going to win. So you know, yeah, uh, he and, well, says. Yeah, no,
2: Jesus, Jesus is going to win it for him.
1: And I am definitely going to off myself. <laughs>
2: Who's his vice president? Who's his? Who would be his VP? God, (laughs)
1: God,
4: God.
0: would it be his pastor? No, that's not.
3: That's not not like a separation of church and state issue when God is literally your vice president.
0: No. All right, boys and girls, I am loading up the Prius. I'm putting on my hipster boots, my hipster jeans, and my hipster jean jacket, and I'm heading down to the farmer's market. I roll up, and there's this guy named
2: Trey.
0: There's this guy named Trey, and he's delivering me fresh goods that I can only get at this farmer's market. Trey, what's going on at the farmer's market this week?
3: All right. This week in the farmer's market, we are a few steps closer to the end of the the travels, the travel sagas of Freddie Adu. Getting pretty close here. So last week when we left off, he went through Three unsuccessful trials at three random teams, none of which would give him a contract. And this is in 2014. I'm shocked. Yeah. After those three trials, he somehow tickle me pink. I don't know how. He lands a contract for a team in Serbia called Jagodina. So he lands a contract there, literally plays one professional game for them in September, and he's released from a a year-and-a-half-long contract in December. Yep, literally like three months, four months, plays one game on a a year-and-a-half contract. Sorry, you're out. That was December of 2014. 2015, this is where I alluded to last year, he goes to the cold-weather country. He joins a team called KUPS in March. This is a team in Finland in the ninth, that's right, ninth most populated city in Finland. I don't even know if Finland has that many cities. What is that, why was is it ha-
0: What is that? Like 14 people? Like-
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and two reindeer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he gets a contract with KUPS, starting in March, plays five games, and then by midsummer, he actually voluntarily terminates his own contract. Because I imagine after playing in Portland, When you
1: were so shit, Greece, not even like, you want to pay you. I
0: was about to say, how shit must yeah. you be when you feel bad for the team paying you? Like, you know what? I'm, I'm just taking your money at this point. Like, I just...
3: Oh. Yeah, he's like, and I'm out. And he's out. So that is where we leave off this week. Next week sees Freddie Adu's third return to the United States. So, uh, stay tuned. <laughs>
0: like is the conclusion soon like can we i see mean there's likewise? actually some
3: there's there's some 2020 <laughs> updates for the very last episode of of the battle of the ballad of freddy Do kind of kind of arise from the dead yeah for now that's where we're at oh
1: my
0: god i feel so like i feel bad like i don't and for, but and I do. for, and for
3: those of you who want to know about carpath They are currently one, one, and five in the
0: third division Holy shit, they won a game. Holy shit, they won a game.
1: So, what? They're like one, one, and five in like two games? Oh, good God. I'm not happy.
0: So, speaking of not being happy, none of us can actually say that because I believe this week we all had pretty banging weeks in the picks challenge. Kyle, you wanna you wanna break down our picks challenge. We also need to come up with like a punishment or like so for the next episode. We're gonna figure out what the loser must do or something like that because we're getting down to like. So we're gonna first, figure first, out
1: first, what first. Justin's gonna have to do.
0: Exactly. I was, we have,
1: I was about to say I don't want to remind
2: people, but
0: yeah, Justin's Justin exactly. wants to talk definitely shit about an ex one.
2: ex post and pints member who um, bitched 100%. out on a challenge. <clears throat>
0: Huh, Justin, I know all... you're
2: not listening, but you's a bitch.
0: I think... No, he still listens, but I'm talking like... What, and so Justin, what you guys you're think? still a bitch. So, wh- so what do you guys think? He's got to buy us all a nice steak dinner and a really expensive bottle of wine?
3: I only sure. accept porterhouse steaks.
1: Even it's better. I, th- I think the punishment should be he has to opt in 2021.
3: Oh! I'm
0: barely... I'm, I'm barely... I'm ba- I'm barely opting in 2021. Kyle, what's the points breakdown here?
1: So this week we had uh, Matt, Trey, and myself with 15 points. Then Alex, like the dickhead he is, with 16 points. What's that, baby? So that puts the season totals at myself rounding out the bottom, like fucking always, with 118 points. Matt with 120 points, still Still, still uh, right above me. Dre with 121 points. And Alex up top with 124 points. God damn it.
0: Right now, like at this point, you almost have to like look at the picks challenge and you have to pick the underdog in some of them because you're sitting here like, if you're trying to make a points gap move, you gotta start picking against what everyone else is gonna pick. But...
3: I made some controversial picks this week oh, in my I, own yo, opinion. So, uh, no, we'll, so, so we'll see we'll see where we go. I
0: think that I think this week will be the final week that determines because I think once the playoffs start, I think those picks are gonna start becoming a little bit like, you know, everyone's gonna kinda lean one way and there's not enough games to kind of really sway one way or the other. Now we're at the end of the episode. So Dre, where can they find us? Where can they listen to us? And what should they do after they listen to us?
3: So the good people on the internet can find us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Discord, all at Post and Pints. The link to our Discord will be in the show notes. And please, after you listen to the episode, give us a five-star review and tell a friend.
0: I think you could have said that any better yourself. But guys, we do have some fan questions this week all from the discord which i for some reason am having a really tough time opening. The first question from the discord, not soccer related. This is from Logan. He's from the EPL boys podcast. Boys and girls, if you ha- if one has to go, which one would you never eat again? Cake, cookies, pie, or ice cream? Anyone uh you know I'll go first. Yeah.
1: Cake. Uh,
0: all right, so cake is gone.
2: Fuck cake.
1: The wrong choice. Dude, you can't
2: get rid of cookies I or ice am, cream.
0: I am lactose intolerant, so I'm just going to magically think none of these things have dairy in them. Unpopular opinion, Oof. boys and girls. One
3: has a lot more than other.
0: <laughs> well no, you can get lactose-free ice cream.
3: I mm, It's actually not bad. Is that really exactly. ice cream though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's actually plenty. not bad at all.
0: You know what, I actually, you know what, I, you know what, I'm gonna go with Alex, cake, sorry, it's been fun, bro, but you can't take pie away from my life,
1: man. You're both just the wrong, wrong choices. Here, I'm gonna go through this just because Alex is gonna get fucking angry when I do.
2: If you say cookie dog, I'm running downstairs and punching you
1: in the dick. No, I'm gonna make you angry on my way to my answer. So, you have cake, obviously this Tres Leche, why am I getting rid of cake, you're all dumb. Secondly. That doesn't count, man. Secondly, you have cookies. There's oatmeal raisin, right? Alex, like why would I drop cookies? So I'm going to have to go against Dean from Supernatural Can here. I... I'm dropping pie.
2: Oh. How did you find someone? How did you find someone that lets you sleep with them? Easy.
1: How? Easy. She gives me all her oatmeal oh, raisin like, cookies. Oh, like
2: Oatmeal raisin cookies, dude. You're not 90 years old. You don't need your stool to be soft in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a real fucking cookie, my guy. Nope.
0: Like pie. Fuck. Kyle. Yeah, that's how do you... It.
2: you can't kill pie, my guy. Drake. Watch just drink drink it doesn't count as regular cake. That's not regular cake.
1: You can't just not count it as cake because
2: <laughs> you can drink it,
1: okay? There's
2: enough if milk in a tr- distillation tr- to put Matt in a coma.
1: It's a wok, a wet-ass cake.
2: I'm
0: not confident.
3: <laughs> I think Walking I'm going to have to actually go with the popular consensus and also say cake, because I like yeah. pie is just too, it's too versatile for me. You got all the different fruits in there. Yeah, the blueberries, the key, the key color. limes, the apple. Mm. And then ice cream, you got the cold texture, so that's mm. nice. And Alex. Then, I mean, cake.
4: Yeah. Cake, there go.
3: Alex, or, nothing's
2: nothing's
0: better than a nice hot pumpkin pie.
2: That's disgusting. You're that's disgusting. Gross. I mean, pumpkin but, pie can go right with the cake.
1: It's gross. True <laughs> pumpkin pie. Give me my oatmeal raisin cookies back.
2: <laughs> no, fuck <laughs> up with your raisin cookies. <laughs> <laughs> can we just end this? I'm done with you guys. I'm done talking got, to you guys from one. We
0: got we got one more question. And it's actually so. Oh solid. my
2: god. Why you should have ended it with this one. Now I'm just angry. Uh,
0: soccer related but this is actually a pretty good question this is actually from uh dj also from the epl boys podcast those guys are awesome please go check them out the question on discord which by the way please get on discord talk mls with us and then also you know you get a little chance to see some maybe behind the scenes stuff i don't know but basically Kyle, take your shirt off guys Which MLS team do you believe would fight off relegation in the Premier League? And I actually had to think about this one long and hard because I'm thinking to myself, like, style of play, you know, the players that they have. I'm going to go first. The answer is Portland. And it's only Portland. Every other team, every other team in the MLS would get relegated. Reason why I'm saying Portland, don't shake your finger at me, Kyle. They're good on the counterattack, they're strong in the back, and when completely healthy, that team can steal games. Now, the whole question is, is they're just fighting off relegation. I think they'll still be 15th or 14th in the league, which means they'll be better than Manchester United, and I agree. Don't you look at me. I 100% think Portland could beat Manchester United right now. But yeah, my answer, Portland Timbers and only the Portland Timbers.
1: I'm going with the obvious answer Go
0: ahead
1: Kyle I'm going to go with the obvious answer The correct answer Is Cincinnati Because if you think they'd even make it that far You're dumb They can't get relegated in a league they're not in
0: (laughs) They'd end up in Scotland And they'd be like we're here to play uh,
1: Scotland would kick them out (laughs) Go play with fucking Carpati.
0: that Dre, would
2: what be
3: he, a game. Dre, Dre, what you, Dre, what are you thinking? <laughs> I actually was going to say Portland as well, but I'm surprised you picked them for how much you shit on them two weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, I was going to say Portland. Honestly, with the way Burnley's playing and West Ham is playing – not West Ham, sorry, West Brom is playing, there's like a couple teams the MLS I think that could do better. And, uh, you know, Portland, Philadelphia could probably also make it. And, uh, I don't know, KC – But Portland and Philly the two, I would say, that can definitely stay above water.
0: And Alex, to finish it up, um, which team? Maybe
2: not Portland. Uh, Taking a shot here. Um, Not really taking a shot, but if I had to choose one or two, I would either say with Dre Philly or, honestly, LAFC. They've been tight all, all season. They're very aggressive. They're very hard to overcome. I'm not sure how well they would actually do, but just choosing from what I've seen in the MLS, probably LAFC.
0: LAFC would be like Leeds United. All offense, no defense. All all, all attack. Office office wins
2: sometimes.
3: Luke Uh, Luke Ayling is a good man. (laughs) Just (laughs)
2: Just something.
1: All offense, no defense. Sounds like the current league leaders.
3: Oh, Tough call.
0: Yeah. So guys, that's that's the end. That is the episode. That is the end of episode 41. Guys, we did it. Congratulations. We made it. Episode 41, the Dirk Nowinski episode, is in the books. Guys, we are one week away from Decision Day. A little less than a week. The playoffs are literally in sight. Guys, I'm excited. I'd like to once again thank Tim from Top Bins Talk for joining us today for an awesome interview. That was a lot of fun. But for myself, Matt... Dre, Kyle, and Alex, guys. Once again, have a great rest of your evening. Be safe. Be well. Love thy neighbor, not in the sexual way, and um, just everyone. Everyone, be kind. You know what? That's it. Fuck it. We are about to get into a very, very interesting week in the world. And by the time this episode releases, it'll be the day after. But just do. I might not be alive. Just do your best to love your fellow fucking human being. Let's just be honest here. Love your fellow fucking human being. That's it. Okay. I have nothing left to say. Good night, everyone.
1: Bye. I'm ready to be disappointed again.